Hi, I'm Josephine Ross. You're listening to Catholic versus Protestant. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you believe, and why you believe it. Well, I was raised Protestant. I went to the United Church as a child. I also uh, went to the Salvation Army periodically. And uh, What was it like growing up with the United Church of Canada? Did you, were you taught to pray by your mother before bed and stuff like that, before meals? Would your father pray before meals? Oh, no, my father never. The closest thing my father came to saying anything religious, when my mother had a, a felon or some pain, and she'd tell him about it, he'd say, tell your troubles to the Lord. <laughs> he wasn't very, <laughs> no, wasn't very religious. religious. No. But, um, and he wasn't around home. I'd, he left and had a baby with another woman while I was being born, so I didn't know him okay. as a child. So how did, how did it come about that you were going to church? Well, it was just what we did. It was, uh, we girls would, uh, I was baptized when I was about eight. The uh, Queen Street United Church was about two blocks away, and uh, uh, we'd go to church. I, I don't remember Mom going with us, probably because she was uh, happy to have an hour free of kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but how many, how many kids were in your... Uh, there were seven girls, and... Uh, no boys? No boys, no. Okay. So you, I remember when I was young, you taught me how to pray before bed. Yeah, that's you, right. Did your mom teach you or no? Well, she must have. I don't recall it, but... Would uh, you pray at night? Uh, yeah, we always go, kneel by the bed and say, now I lay me down to sleep. As I thought about it later, because I taught you guys to do that before you'd go to bed, but then I thought, how scary, really, for a little kid to say if I should die before I wake, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, we prayed, and I still pray. Do you still say that prayer? No, 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 no. Okay. I say the, the Lord's Prayer. Okay. <laughs> Well, other words, too scary. <laughs> but, uh, and I always, uh, I think it's uh, Psalm 122. I always say that at night. I say it through the day. Can too. you say the whole thing now? I shall lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my strength. My strength cometh from the Lord, which created heaven and earth. He shall not suffer thy foot to be moved. He who keepeth thee shall not slumber. Behold, he who keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shield upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, he shall preserve thy soul. He shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this day forward and even forevermore. Nice. Would you recite psalms as a, as a family, as a kid? or? Oh, no. No, there was never any sort of touch of religion, really, in the house. Interesting that you he, kids would go to church. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just... Natural. Yeah, we just did. It was... Uh, and it was close. Mom believed in God, and uh, she wanted us to grow up. With faith. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about... I know it's not pleasant, but when you went no. to high school, some of those Catholic girls beat you up. Can you just introduce oh, yeah. and tell that oh, story? Yeah. Well, we used to... Uh, We'd be walking along Princess Street, and uh, the Catholic girls would be on the other side, and these two girls, and uh, they'd holler over nasty stuff at us, like, hey, look at her, she's got red hair and black eyebrows, because <laughs> I had red hair and black eyebrows. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know why she picked on me, because I was always shy. 
anyway, uh, one time we were at Skelton Park and uh, these two Catholic girls show up and uh, they start beating me up. And uh, this is when I was a lot younger than going to high school. And uh, I bound and bent. I was not going to shed a tear through it. And they pulled my hair and pulled it. I'm sure they pulled some of it out until at last they stood back and said, wow, she doesn't feel any pain. There's no sense torturing me anymore. <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, when I was uh, going to high school and these same Catholic girls we were walking by the bell telephone and uh, she started beating me up again right in front of the telephone. The guys from the frame at the bell at the window hollering out, you know, cat fight or whatever, you know. Anyway, that was probably in October. And then uh, in March, I went, started work at that very building <laughs> and saw those same guys <laughs> that had seen me fighting out front. <laughs> <laughs> So what happened as you girls grew up? Did some of the kids go deep into hardcore religion and others less so? Or what's the, what's no, the sort of spectrum there? No, no, but it was uh, over-the-top religious. And uh, nobody ever, ever, ever uh, swore in my home. No? No. The only time, uh, well, if when we were little, we'd drive mom nuts. And uh, we'd keep it up until she said, damn. And when she said, damn you knew that was time to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but grandmother lived right next door. She was an interesting, interesting lady. Your grandmother? Yeah. She told fortunes and... And what was her trade name? Madame Maisie. And it was in the uh, personal column of the Whig Standard, Madame Maisie knows all, tells all. <laughs> Did you know? she ever tell fortunes to her family and friends or only to strangers? Oh, she only paying customers. <laughs> but she had a crystal ball on her kitchen table and, and mom would be, at some time we lived there, we lived upstairs. But uh, Did she have a mystique about her or no? Oh, yeah, she, no, she didn't put on any gypsy type. Uh, no? No, but she was, uh, she had a presence, that's what I would say. Okay. She never cared for me too much. But my mom, uh, when we were living there at one time, she, mom told me that uh, my mother would be in the living room and knock would come to the door and uh, it would be someone who wanted her fortune told and uh, they'd walk past the living room to the kitchen. Mom could hear them going out there and the chairs being pulled out and then I see someone in uniform, and seeing as it was a wartime, everybody had, oh, is he going to be all right? Yes, he's going to be all right, you know, and they were glad to hear it, whether it, she didn't have any powers, but. <laughs> <laughs> she had the power of deception. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she was, uh, yeah, she was. Special lady. No, she wasn't. I never felt like I had a grandmother at all. She was grandma a tough lady. Well, you just never had a grandmother that would hug you, you know. Oh. Yeah. What about your mom's mom? Uh, she was sort of a very unhappy lady. She... Uh, Not too warm? No, she wasn't warm at all. I don't remember her touching me. Poor thing. I guess I, I didn't like her as a kid, but as I'm older, I can realize that she was very unhappy because this would be interesting in your Catholic versus Protestant. She was in love with a Catholic boy. 
he was in love with her. And in those days, you did not do it. Both families wouldn't have any part of it. Uh -huh. But uh, so they were forbidden to marry. And then, however it came about, she married my grandfather, who was 18 years older than her. I'm sure they didn't even like each other. So when you got a bit older and started uh, working as an adult or whatever, uh, left home? No, I never left home till I got married. Oh, okay. Yeah. But when you met Dad, was it just a happy coincidence that you both belonged to the United Church of Canada? Well, I don't remember it being so happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... you know, I was happy to meet him, but uh, sort of thing like... Uh, Incidental? I went to, yeah, church was never sort of, Central. oh my God, I got to go to church or I'm going to die. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> it was something you did and uh, it was a part of your life. And uh, a nice part of your life. But when you met Dad and you, you just casually found out he was United Church of Canada, and when you, got, when you were going to get married, it was just a natural thing that didn't require any thought or anything, just get married in the United Church of yeah, Canada? Yeah, that's right. And he attended uh, Princess Street United Church, so that's where we got married. When, and then when you guys were baptized, you all were baptized in the uh, Princess Street United, yeah, you got us baptized nice and young. I think I was three months old. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, Dad was baptized late. I think he was baptized 13 years old. I think I was 12, something like that. So as you, uh, when you got married and had kids and all that sort of thing, up until that point, religion was just in the background, just as a pleasant sort of Sunday activity? Yeah, or? that's right. It, Were there... so it was something you did, uh, and it wasn't, you didn't do it because you had to. You yeah. did it because you wanted to, and you wanted your kids to be raised in the church and, you know, go to Sunday school and... Uh, was there peer pressure from the neighbors and family? No, no. no absolutely no pressure whatsoever. No? You, you went to church because you wanted to go. It was a family thing. Then go to the Golden Arches after. <laughs> 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 might have been an incentive for your kids, but you know, your kids never, ever, ever said, I don't want to go to church. I don't okay. want to go to Sunday school. Okay. Never. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was going to be if you didn't go. <laughs> and mom would, uh, we'd pick up mom and mom would be living with us and she'd go to church with us. And uh, yeah, it was just nice. And dad always enjoyed. In fact, I, I was going to say to you that he really misses church. Yeah, he told me that in he his interview. Yeah, He tells me that all the time. And I say, well, why don't you go to church? You can't stand it. The crowds, eh? Yeah. So in your own personal uh, life, did you ever doubt God or become an atheist or anything oh, like that? Oh, no. You know... Did you ever curse God? Oh, yeah. I swear, you mean? No, but I mean, be angry. Oh, I'd be angry. Angry lots of times. Sorry, Ma. For a lot of things that happened in my life. My family turned against me. Yeah. And then I want to die. I still want to die. Sorry, Ma. I would say I've lost the joy of living. Poor thing. We don't go through deep depression trying to kill myself twice. Yeah. <sighs> Can't come out unscathed. No. But uh, through all the dark stuff, did you maintain a prayer life? I, I still prayed. You know, I still believed. But I don't think anybody can live and see things that happen to people, kids and all that, that you wonder why. You know, if God can do so much, why he allows stuff to go on. But I know that 
he gave us the power to think for ourselves and and I try to say not my will but thine will be done you know yeah and uh, but I can't see a tiny little seed that has all the stuff in there to make it a beautiful flower without knowing that there is a God there is someone that creates that it doesn't just happen you know so you never fell into atheism no I never did never did no I, I never stopped believing in God, but I did wonder, as I say at times, I think, how come everybody's being so mean to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just things that happen, you know? I think you know what... Yeah, a lot of me. suffering, yeah. Do you think that you've had an amount of joy to compensate for that, or no? No. Would you rather no. be more a little bit more like me, where I don't feel a lot of highs and lows? Oh, yeah, well, lots of times I say that, like, uh, Dad can uh, roll with punches more than I can, and he's very happy being him. Yeah. I've never been very happy being me. You ever wonder why you have to suffer so much? No, I don't really wonder why. I just wonder why God won't let me die. I don't want to live anymore. I'm ready to go too, but I'm just going to see if the Lord gives me my dose of suffering before I go. I hope not. <laughs> I'll do mine for you. I haven't Yours suffered much you. yet. You've done you, enough for both of us. <laughs> yeah. No, you've, you've suffered. Everybody, everybody, you know, you don't get through life without going through trauma. I was trying to figure out what happened to you when you were 14 that made you... Cookie? Was there something that Puberty? made you stop believing in God? When I was 14, I had a dream that I saw Jesus and he was waving to me. Woke up and I realized that I'd lost my faith. I knew it was counterintuitive, but I just went with it. It was like Jesus waving goodbye to me was sort of like he knew I would come back to him and he was sort of saying, see you later. Oh, I see. And did, and you, do, me and did you do horrible stuff when you were 14? More than the average 14-year-old. See, I never, I was always rebellious, like just stupid stuff. Like my mother called me to go to Sunday school or whatever and... She'd have to call me a million times before I'd actually go. I was rebellious like that. And I found drinking was, well, what it does, it breaks down the barriers and you, you become a different person or your real self comes out or something. Like, I liked people, they seemed to like me, but it, nobody liked me when I was. I don't know. I'm pathetic, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> You had, uh, so you started drinking when you were young to socialize? Yeah, I guess, I, I don't know. I just wanted to get out of myself. When you don't like yourself, it's nice to get out. Yeah, yeah. Get away and not care about anything. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a long, tough road. Yeah, a lot of suffering, huh? Well, a lot of it's just because I haven't been strong enough. You don't need to be strong to go to heaven. <laughs> I know. I think you need to be weak to go to heaven. <laughs> I always remember when we were watching The Twilight Zone, and this old guy was up in the clouds, and uh, he was walking along with his dog, and he got to heaven, and uh, they said, you can come in, but no dogs allowed. And so he walked away, and then finally he said, you know, that can't be heaven. Won't let any dogs in. So he went down, and sure enough, he found the 
where they were both welcome. <laughs> I remember that. Okay, let's change this topic a little bit and talk yeah. about my conversion. What what impact did that have on you? Was it out of the blue or were you surprised or what? I was totally, totally happy. Your whole being changed. You just were my David again. It was just marvelous, David. It just, because I, I felt for you. I was a bit off during those years, 25 No, years. you were, yeah, you were. Troubled? Yeah, you were really seemed troubled, seemed at loose ends. I was brokenhearted. Thanks for sticking with me. I thought, what's going to happen to you? Were you praying for me? Oh, yeah. I always pray for you. You always were special just because you're you, but because I'd lost that other baby and I was so afraid I was going to lose you. While I was carrying you, I was afraid you weren't going to live. Didn't the doctors give you some warning it wouldn't be a good idea to have another baby? or? Well, they said I shouldn't have another one for two years, okay. at least two years. Yeah. So I asked you I asked you uh, about my conversion. You said you're happy with it. Oh, yeah, I was really happy. And Dad and I were both happy. It was a, when we went down there for the ceremony. For it my was, confirmation. Uh, it was just it was just so uplifting and it just there was so much love, you know. And people feel warm towards you, you know. And they know that you're a good person and I think you're sincere uh, interest in people. I I think it's a real gift that you have. I think you have the gift too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, depression in our bloodline. How many of your siblings were clinically depressed? Like where a doctor would say, "Yeah, you're depressed." I think all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, Did you know of anyone in the family that was actively a witch or demonic stuff on purpose? No, there's nothing like demonic that I know of, but. Uh, my sister, she was saying about when she'd have these spells, she said that the kids would know when they were coming on. So I don't know just what kind of spells she had because uh, I didn't know. I thought it was like, you know, when I would get depressed, you know, and I'd just go to bed and, you know. But I never felt that it was something that people would feel coming on, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 We did as kids. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would know when we... When I, I would was... be at school and I would get that special feeling and come home and there would be something up. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, we would know. Oh, really? We would know at a distance. Oh, really? But definitely... So what do you think that is? I think it's a spiritual world. Yeah. You don't feel it's evil? I mean, I think there's good and evil and uh, God's in charge of the whole show and God allows evil and so... You know, it was a foreboding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't pleasant. No. But I was always, as a child, I was always oblivious and very much in a bubble, and I would have dreams and yeah. nightmares. And, oh, really? And the distinction between the dream and reality wasn't always crystal clear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I just like life is but a dream for me, sort of, even to this day. Less so now. Yeah. Uh, you know, but there's, you know, you could attribute it to mental illness, you could attribute it to some spiritual thing or whatever, who yeah. knows. But when I think about my childhood and, and the dream life, yeah, and some of these sort of psychic phenomena, oh, really? you know, yeah, dark, disturbing, troubling stuff. So nothing about it was pleasant, it was all like sort of... Uh, spooky. Spooky. Spooky stuff, yeah. Uh, I'm not spooked now, 
I've just sort of come out of that fog. Yeah. I had no idea uh, that you were... Sometimes I look at your pictures, school pictures, and you look sad, and I think... Wonder if he's sad. Were you sad? I think, yeah. uh, I think Dad said that the kids all had different temperaments. Mine leaned towards melancholy. Yeah. I think that's accurate, but I prefer sadness over anger. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not overwhelmed with sadness. But like, I, I must say that I get to dreams where... I stop them, you know, like I feel that demon, you know, yeah. and then I you say pray, no. you yeah. know, and then I know that they can't get across this, you know, but uh, I do have that fear of the devil, you know. How many of you seven girls have attempted suicide? Four. And two succeeded? Yeah. So on a lighter note, can you just talk about sort of what you love about God and what you look forward to about heaven. What what are the good, rosy, happy scenarios that you have waiting for you after death? Well, just being footloose and fancy free. <laughs> <laughs> Do you often think of heaven? Well, I think, yeah, a lot. What do you picture? Serenity, just good feeling, just uh, happy days are here again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just think that all my trials, Lord, soon be over, you know, <laughs> where, yeah, where there's uh, no more pain, just a feeling of togetherness with... Your loved ones? Yeah. Anyone in particular you miss that you'd like to see? Well, my mom. And my baby Faith. Did she, die? Those, Did it, she die in your womb or...? No, 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 she lived three hours after she was born when I came to and I asked dad about it he said oh, you know it was a girl that she had spina bifida and uh, hydroencephalitis water on the brain eh? and that the doctor had said that uh, the opening in the back with spina bifida was a large opening eh? and that they could uh, send her to Toronto to a specialist to have her operated on but chances she wouldn't come through it and if she did she'd never walk she'd never you know she might live six months she might live and the doctor said that he would recommend that we just let her go so they just let her die like that or do they have to do something to kill no, her? no no she just died on her own so when did you name her faith then okay this would give us faith to go on it's going to be fun to see what she looks like in heaven yeah yeah. So we don't know who's listening, but what would you say to anyone that is listening? I say don't give up the ship, but uh, no, you have to. You can't rush it, for one thing. You know, no matter how many times I've tried, you can't bring the end on faster than, you know. Do you find life long or hellish long? <laughs> <laughs> Really long. Long ago I said uncle, but you know, it's not my, not up to me, I guess. Yeah. I don't think that's maybe uplifting, but it's, that's all I can say. Thanks, Ma. If you like your worldview, if you think it's swell, if you've got some questions, ask me and I'll tell. All you've got to do is ask.
All you got to do is dance.